The Church Media Podcast, episode number 117. How to transform your online worship experiences with Sly King. Let's do it. Hey there. Welcome to the Church Media Podcast. The definitive podcast for helping you create dynamic experiences and build solid media production teams at your church. We're bringing you knowledge and insight from top media professionals from around the world. Useful, practical content in the areas of live production, design, leadership, digital communications, and more. The show notes for this episode and all archive episodes of the show are available online now at the Church Media Podcast. Podcast.com. And now, broadcasting from the ministry headquarters of 1230 Media, here's your host, church media coach, Carl Barnhill. Welcome to episode number 117 of the podcast. I'm Carl. I want to welcome new listeners to the show. Thank you so much for checking us out. You can take a dive into the archives and learn more about how to transform the worship experiences at your church at thechurchmediapodcast.com. You can get articles, archives, resources for your team, and more. That's thechurchmediapodcast.com. Are you looking for premium, high-quality church video announcements for your church? Be sure to check out our video announcement services at 1230.media forward slash announcements. You can see samples, our on-camera talent, the motion graphics that we use. Oh, and did I mention that we use custom footage from your church in our announcement packages. We do. It really brings a a special touch to your announcements. We send our team out to your church to capture amazing B-roll. You get that B-roll for your own projects too, by the way. Uh, If you use video announcements at your church, this is the way to go. You'll hear more about it in just a bit. But check out 1230.media forward slash announcements for more info. This week, I welcome Sly King from the Worship Center in Birmingham, Alabama. Sly is the marketing and social media consultant and online campus coordinator for the church. He leads a volunteer team that's sole job is to create and maintain an amazing online worship experience. Sly is going to share all about how they create their online campus. That's coming up right after this. And now, your church media tip of the week. Useful tips and tricks to help you transform the worship experiences at your church. Here's Carl Barnhill. Hey guys, Carl here with another church media tip. Let me share with you four more quick tips for executing worship slides. Number one, never let your audience see what's going on behind the scenes. You never want to see a cursor, a desktop background, another program, or anything else on your screens besides media content from your presentation software. The only exception to this is a power outage. Number two, no repeat lines or hymnal directions. If you sing one line repeatedly, it should be on one slide, and the slide should be duplicated in your presentation software. Don't put directions like repeat three times or sing chorus again, nothing like that, just lyrics. Number three, set your presentation software in the order of the service. You should primarily be using the space bar to advance your way through your media content. You should only use your cursor to catch a worship leader on a rogue lyric or to possibly fire a video element. You should consider having a pre-service checklist of things your operator should do before run-through or before the service starts. 
Uh, one main thing on that checklist should be making sure that everything is in order and fires correctly. Number four, gently encourage your leaders to not make any last minute changes. In my experience, very last minute changes often affect the concentration of the team and can throw off your execution game. Train your leaders that about 20 minutes before the service starts is the cutoff point to add anything to the presentation unless it's extremely urgent. Uh, and another good rule of thumb to ask is, can we make this change with excellence? Uh, if the answer to that is no, then don't make that change. Your goal should be an excellent worship experience. These four quick tips will help you execute better worship slides and enhance the experiences that you are creating at your church. Get more free coaching for your production team through our blog, podcast, and online resource library. Visit 1230.media slash training today. This is an exclusive interview from the Ministry of 1230 Media. Here is church media coach, Carl Barnhill. Welcome by phone, Sly King, marketing and social media consultant and online campus coordinator at the Worship Center Christian Church in Birmingham, Alabama. We've had the privilege of doing some custom media projects for the church, and they do incredible ministry in and through that church and in and through Birmingham. Sly, welcome, man. Thanks for hanging out. Hey, thank you so much for having me. And yes, you did mention you did some work for us, and we truly appreciate that and really turned out great. The series was absolutely impactful. Really, a lot of people are still talking about it. And so thank you all so much. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Now, you you handle all the social media uh, and online campus work for the church, right? Yes, I sure do. Tell yep. me a little bit about your job. Well, uh, it is busy. It's fun. <laughs> it's all that and above. I yeah. enjoy what I do. I'm over all of our social media, so that's managing all the stuff that deals with any aspect of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Periscope, any of those things. I am doing all of that, YouTube and so forth. And then on the online campus side, I oversee all the stuff that goes with our online campus. Uh, I have a team, I have two teams that work with me and not only support those individuals that join us each and every week online, but also a team that works with me as a part of our pre and post service that we do. And so I have all of that that's under my wheelhouse. So it's uh, it's exciting and fun. It's very impactful to, you know, touch the lives of people all over the world. That's the greatest joy that, that happens for what we do each week. And we all have things that we uh, really like about our job and things that are like, oh, I, do, I do it, but, you know, it's part of the deal. Is there a, a portion of your job that's like, man, this is my wheelhouse. This is what I, I really get excited about. Yeah, honestly, it's, it's to be honest, and I know this may sound funny, but it's actually all the stuff that I do because yeah. I enjoy being able to take technology, whether it's utilizing the latest of how we communicate via social media or what we do online, and I absolutely love it. I love the ability to marry the two and then also find a way that we can build synergy along with what we're pushing out via social media and how we're reaching people online and really engage our audience. The key in all of the stuff that we do is how can we engage our audience, help take them to the next step, which is so important because so many people connect with us digitally and how we provide a next step and that experience to them is vital. And so to see that and experience real life change where people have had an encounter with Christ, their life has been changed, 
that is what it's all about. And that's the part that excites me uh, and really fires me up to keep me going and coming up with ways that we can really engage our audience even more. That's good. Um, at, at 1230, we're all about helping churches transform their worship experiences, everything that happens in your service, from content to production to volunteers, all that. So today I want to dive into how to transform your online worship experiences, how to make your online campus dynamic and exciting for people that watch your live stream, right? Okay, so mm-hmm. why should I spend time and energy on my church's online worship experience? Well, it, it goes in many different reasons as to why. It, it's the portal to really honestly doing what Christ has called us to do, and that is to take the gospel to the corners of the earth. And because we have the ability to do that with an online experience, putting the energy into creating a worship experience and an overall experience that can change and touch the life of people is what it's all about. And so it's not just streaming a service and putting a service out there. It's finding a way to connect people, engage people, and really understand that what God has given us the ability to do in this space is far greater than anything we could ever imagine. And so you have people that connect with you that may never dart into the doors of your physical campus. But if you create the right experience, providing the right atmosphere from the support team that you have and how you put together the service and how you channel people to the next step that they can take as it relates to their journey in Christ, or maybe it's their first step because they're a new believer, all of those things are so important. And so it's very, very vital to invest in that and really find ways that you can maximize that space because it's a space that honestly— you reach people from all corners of the earth, and that's what is absolutely important. And that's why I feel like really investing into it and putting the right efforts into creating the right atmosphere in your worship experience is important. What would you say to the argument of people that say, yeah, people can watch church online, but you're not going to get the uh, you know one-on-one in-person interaction. You're not going to get the, the small group or accountability necessarily the same you would uh, as you as you would in person, that sort of thing. How would you uh, combat that argument, or, or are you ministering to an audience that uh, is watching the live stream while they're on vacation, that sort of thing? Kind of walk me through the thinking to that regard. Sure. So to answer the first part of that, I do argue against that, that people say that true life change experience cannot happen online. I totally can fight against that all day because I have total uh, examples that can prove that to be not true, because what you find is there is ways to create that. The question that really has to be asked is, are you willing to invest the effort and energy into making that an experience that really absolutely cultivates an atmosphere that can create a real life change? We have too many ways now that we create community online, and yes, true physical interaction in person is different, but when you have people that are connecting with your ministry and really are able to engage and you create small groups, you create abilities for people to be a part of something great and give them avenues of how they can connect with one another, there's really opportunities where no limits can stop what you can and cannot do as it relates to reaching your audience. And so I find it to be a challenge. You're not accustomed to really taking the effort to do it. But if you really are focused on how can we build a community with people, uh, then it can be done. You know, I think one of the things that Facebook said, and I don't know if many people paid attention to what Mark said as it relates to Facebook, but he basically 
all out said that Facebook pretty much is going to be a community that church never can be. And, and I may not be quoting him directly, but it was in the relation of Facebook as a community, and it may far outweigh what church is able to do. And if he's saying that, he understands how important the digital world is. And we have to find a way to maximize what we do and really put the work into creating that. But we've had a, a numerous uh, experiences with great online small groups that people have connected from all over the world uh, to be a part of small groups. And it's created that level of experience and community and engagement. So I do argue against that because I think it, it's all about what you're willing to put into it and put the work to make it happen. Yeah, so true. How long has the Worship Center been doing church online? We've been doing church online probably, I have been here five years. So I the exact number is right around, I believe, six or seven. So it was really about maybe two years at most before I got here. Okay. Um, talk to me about uh, hosting. Um, you guys have been doing it a while. Uh, what platform do you host? Or t- Tell me about um, maybe the technical side of it. How do you sure. – um, yeah, do you use live stream or what do you use? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we use live stream as our streaming provider. Uh, they have really done a great job for really where we're wanting to go and what they're doing from a technology standpoint. And so I'm loving the experience that I'm having with them so far. And we also use the church online platform, uh, which is great, which is very, very user-friendly. And it's a great platform, and it's available to any church. It's a free platform. And I encourage you, if you're looking for one, give it a shot, give it a try. It really is great. And so we use both of those as our way of streaming our services each and every week. So give us a sense of how much time during the week you guys dedicate to enhancing the online experience. You know, that's a part of what I do throughout the week, thinking through how we can really enhance that experience. And some of that is yielded to working with our tech team, and so I spend quite a bit of time thinking through. Right now, I'm in the planning stages of the next phase of what's going to happen as it relates to our follow-up process that we're going to be implementing for our online experience. And so to say all of that, I spend quite a bit of time whiteboarding and working through logistics of what we're going to do, putting plans in place. And so I spend a good bit of my time thinking through that. I'm working on even how we can revamp our schedule of what we're putting out there. And I say that because I think what we have to understand now in the day and age we're in, and I think church is not going to look the same as it does today, five to ten years from now, because of the way technology has engulfed everything. Streaming is a huge part of content across the board. And as we look at what we're doing, and as I talk to our team, and as I talk to our leadership, I consistently tell them, we have a channel, we have a platform that we have that has 24-hour access where we can put and broadcast whatever we want. It's creating the content. It's creating that must-watch experience and giving people a, a reason to download not only your app or even go to your website, but to go there and watch something that you're putting out. So I dedicate a lot of time to thinking through that, and I'm being patient with myself because I know where I want to go, but I also know it just takes time to get to certain things. But I do spend some time really focused on that quite a bit throughout the week. We're going to walk through kind of how you do it, like the practical steps every week, what you do. But I want to ask uh, about feedback. What are some, as you guys have started to do this uh, years ago and then now just every week just cranking it out, 
what are some of the feedback that you've gotten from your audience? Hey, this is what we actually want in an experience or uh, don't do this anymore. What kind of feedback have you gotten? You know, I've gotten, honestly, since we have made some of the changes we made and begin to implement other things, I've received a lot of positive feedback. You know, I haven't, to be honest, nobody's really came with any negative feedback. And I, I'm not saying that to boast to say that there may not be any. I have not received any. But from all the feedback that I've received, it's been people saying, thank you all so much, or this has really been a blessing, and now we can connect and do this, and now we can actually be a part of a small group now, or now we can really watch this in a, in a great way, or now you're giving us an ability to now have access to additional messages that we may not see because of the way the schedule has been designed now. So a lot of the feedback has seen from people saying, okay, I appreciate what you're doing, and it's given us a chance to watch that. And I've also paid attention to numbers. I've watched how people are watching more content now because now it's not just Sunday's message. It may be Sunday's message and then Wednesday's or from the previous week or a message that we did a while back that really impacted a lot of people. And so you're seeing now people are like, okay, I'm making sure that I watch that at 3 o'clock. And so the response to that has been really good. Awesome. Um, give me, let, let's kind of start with some, we talked about the why, let's talk about some more of the basics. What are, or, or what is the church's vision or goals behind doing church online? You know, our pastor is very, very understanding of the realm of where technology and where communication is going and where it has been going. And his philosophy behind it, honestly, was, Sly, this is yours, take it and run with it. And he was basically like saying, you know, for me, it's let's not let any barriers stop what we do. And I think the challenge, if I could say this, that many of us are going to deal with in this world is how do we leverage the mass audience that we have and how do we leverage that audience versus our audience that comes to our physical campuses? But they also understand the need of us being in this space. And so they're very supportive of what we do. They feel like it's very important. Uh, they also see the impact and understand that the lives that we're touching from people sending in information to us from their testimonies to all kinds of things that show that it's making a difference. And so they're very much behind it. They feel it's very necessary and very important and support for what we do. And they're always waiting to hear what's the next thing that I'm working on and, you know, trying to work to make sure that we support it in the, in the best way that they can. Walk me through the, the nitty-gritty. Like, walk me through the flow of if I'm going to log on, what am I going to see? What's the mm -hmm. flow of the day? How am I going to leave? How long should I stay? That sort of thing. Sure. So if you log on on a Sunday, we have we have what we call pre-service, okay? So it's like if you're familiar, familiar with, and the best way I can put it in an analogy is, you know, college game day, it's your pre-service before service starts. So when you log in, normally – uh, most people come in and join that. Um, it's about 7.45 for our first service, Central Time. And you'll come in, and myself and one of my teammates, we will be on talking with you, engaging with you, just giving you a lay of the land, walking you through what to expect. You may have an interview where we talk to somebody. It may be us discussing the previous week's message, talking about things that are happening today, how you need to be a part of that, how you can engage in other things that we're doing. And all of that is our chance to really kind of set the table for what the day is going to be like. And so that's the initial thing. When you log in, you'll see it. You'll go to our online campus. It'll be there. Let me, let we'll me, be chatting. Let me stop you go there. Is that, is that a video? Is that a interaction in a chat situation or a combination of both? 
What is that? What 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 it's do I live. see? It's live. It's both. It's both. Okay. It's myself, uh, Tamika, my my uh, my other partner that's working with me, and she and I both are live, and we're chatting on our online campus. We're also on Facebook Live at the same time, and so we are fully engaged with our full audience during that 15 minutes prior to service. And so it is a combination of both. We are encouraging people to chat with us, check in, let us know where they're watching us from. Uh, all of that happens during that 15-minute span before service starts. What do you What do you tell a church that is thinking right now, oh, wait a second, I got to be on camera. We got we to gotta find a talent to be on camera. How am I going to come up with the content to serve mm-hmm. that 15 minutes every week? Like, calm some of my fears there. Okay, so what I like to tell people is this. You find what works best for you where you are at that, at that moment. It's not something that is set in stone that you have to do 15 minutes. You may do five. You may decide that that may not work for you right now because you don't have the people in place to do it. All you have to do is analyze where you are and just begin to start working a plan in place to say, okay, here's where we would like to be. Can we do this? And the key in all of that is, is it something that is sustainable? Is it something that we can consistently do week in and week out? And what's vital in all of that is building the right components in place so that if the person that is the lead in that area, like myself, if something happens where I'm not there or I'm off, then can it still function without you being there? I have two teams that run on Sundays, our online support team and our team that is our interaction team. Those two teams, if I'm not at any one of our physical campuses and if I'm not there at all, they are capable of running pre- and post-service because I've made sure that they are trained to know how they need to do this and that it can function. So it's just really finding out, okay, if we want to do this, how committed are we to it? And if we are, what steps do we need to take to get some of the things in place to make this work? And so that's where it is. You, you just, you know, it, it, it's like one of those things you take baby steps. You know, you mm-hmm. take the baby steps. You say, okay, we can do this right now, but let's build to do this later. And then maybe in six months we can get to the point to do this. And that's how you tackle that and find out what fits your voice. You know, it may not be 15 minutes. It may be 10. It may be shorter than that. And it may look a little bit different, but find what fits your voice and then begin to work from there. Let, let's talk a little bit about what you uh, more about what you guys do. How do you write the content that goes into that 15 minutes? Do you uh, throw to videos and come back? Walk me through kind of the script or the flow of that pre-service segment. Sure. So it, it's really pretty much, I mean, believe it or not, it's all mental for me. Um, I, I Normally what I end up doing is lay the land of what, who we are, what, we, what we're here for, what it's all about, welcoming people in, and then just walking through. And I'll have my team, I'll have one of them walk us through, what are you looking at? What are the things that you're seeing right now as you look at our online campus? What does this button take you to? What is it about? And kind of giving people a lay of the land. Like I said, it's the thing where it's like you go into a house for the first time and you've never known where the light switch is. Somebody's got to tell you. Or you'll be like me one time where I went to a restaurant and thought I was going to find the bathroom and I walked to the kitchen. You have to know where things are. And so we give people understanding, hey, listen, if you want to connect with us, we'd love for you to get connected with us. We want to know more about who you are. Complete the connect card. Get that to us so we can make sure and find out how we can serve you. So we give people all the tools as to what things are and how that stuff works. And then we begin to break down and talk about 
what's happening today, get into the conversation of last week's message, let them know, hey, make sure you hang around for TalkBack, which is our post service, so we can talk about today's message. Take your questions, write those down, make sure you get with us after that second service so we can talk about the message and recap that with you. Email us if you have any questions, you want to share something with us. So we walk through all of that, and that's kind of the lay of the script, if you will, how it typically goes each week. Now, there may be an interview in there. Well, depending on what we're doing, we may, I may interview somebody. That just mm-hmm. varies uh, from week to week. Uh, yeah, talk, talk to me more about your post-service. Um, so the, the pre is more kind of lay of the land. Uh, here's who we are. Here's how you're going to get connected. Um, talk to me about post-service. You're just recapping the, the sermon, or what, what information are you sharing in that segment? Sure. So post-service basically is, is where we come back and we do talk back and we lay out our, our thoughts about the message. I'll lay in and just talk about what I got from the message and then so forth and so on. And so at that point, it's me and two of our other team members. And so the three of us, we have an open dialogue with ourselves about what, we, what, what struck us from the message, what spoke to our heart. And then we're fielding during that time because it's called talk back because we want them to talk back to us. So at that point, we're waiting, or they may already have started communicating to us, you know what, man, you know, God really said this to me, and what, what do you think about this, or what is your thoughts on this? And so we begin to feel questions or their feedback about the message, and then our pastor will eventually come back at some point, and then we'll talk with him, and they'll ask him questions. And so it's a full interactive experience, and we just kind of talk about the message, discuss it amongst ourselves. He'll interject his, his conversation and that's how, how it pretty much goes. So it's a very engaging uh, experience at the end of service. Cool. Uh, what benefits have you seen from being more intentional about these pre- and post-service segments? Very, very big benefits. Uh, so many people have loved the fact that, hey, I heard the message, but I'm also getting a chance to talk about the message now. I get a chance to ask a question if I have one or share my feedback and just feel like I'm a part of it. That's the biggest thing with people that are online. It's different when you're in a physical campus. You're in a physical campus, you're there, you're rubbing shoulders with people, you're greeting people, you're meeting people online. It's a digital space. But this kind of makes it a little bit more intimate. This makes it where, hey, we're in your living room. Wherever you are, we're here with you. Hey, relax. And I think the biggest key with the pre and post service is that we have made it where it's very, very important that we are very transparent, that we don't come across as holier than now, that we've got it all figured out, that we don't make mistakes. We share a lot of personal stuff that we've impacted or dealt with that has impacted our life, I should say, that has really changed us and how that has really helped people say, hey, you know what? They're on the same page as me. I understand. I can relate to them because, as people mentioned, giving a pound of flesh. We gave, hey, look, I've dealt with this situation. I've struggled with this. This has been my area. And so hearing that from people how that has helped them engage in what we do, it really brings that level of feeling like, okay, I'm comfortable. I can really share with them. I can talk with them. I can open up. Uh, and, and we've seen that so much. And that's been, that's been the part about it that has been amazing to hear how it's impacted people uh, since we've been doing it. What are the best ways to interact with people during the, during the live stream, during the message? or the Do you, do you um, broadcast the, the worship sessions or just the, uh, uh, or just the message? No, we broadcast all of it. Okay. So the way we interact with that is I have, I have my team that is the support team that chats and supports and prays and is there with those individuals that are online. So 
So there's always somebody there from my team online to support, be there, to share information, to greet people, welcome people, uh, ch- chat and pray with people. So all of that happens in the context of that communication. And I've made sure that our team has every tool that they need, that they're, com- <clears throat> excuse me, that they're communicating the same thing, meaning that it's not just them saying their own verbiage. We're making sure that we're unified in what we say. And so I'm always on an instant standby as it relates to them being able to reach me if there's a question or something that they want to bring to my attention. But, yeah, we have a team that's there to support and be there throughout the service. So they have somebody there that's representing our team to help them. And so they're not by themselves in that experience. They are all volunteers. And they are some of the best people that I've had a chance to work with. And I take – go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, how do you recruit them? How did you train them? Give me your volunteer mm-hmm. process. Sure. So we have a growth track process that's an assimilation process that people go through. Right. Uh, and once they go through that process, you find out where people's gifts are, but you also find out where people uh, want to be placed. And there are people that sometimes reach out to us and say, hey, I'd love to be a part of this team. And that's pretty much how we built the team. And we built the team up, and the team has grown since I've taken over the team and I have a tremendous group of people in place from getting them where now they're doing all the training. Now they're getting them ready. They're training them. They're getting them ready. They're letting me know why they're ready. And that's how that whole process goes. And I have weekly conference calls with them every single week um, to just touch bases, but just to be there. We've really built a great relationship amongst the group of us, and that's been the great thing about it. So I love it. Awesome. Tell me about engagement or the the numbers um, a little bit. You don't have to be specific about um, you know how many visitors or whatever. But I, I, mm-hmm. I really want to ask from the standpoint of I'm a church. I'm thinking about doing live stream, or I'm thinking about being more intentional about my live stream. Is it worth it? Like, how many people am I going to reach, uh, mm-hmm. or or is it is it actually reaching people, or are you just doing a great job and I'm going to do a mediocre job? Like, is it really worth it to be able to reach people? Sure. Uh, you know, we average, it varies, but we're averaging somewhere close to 2,000 people that we reach uh, between both services a week, and that's about an average. And I'll, I'll honestly say for people that are wondering, is it worth it? I think it is worth it. I think the question, though, beyond just is it worth it, because it's so important, and you said engagement, are you going to put the things in place to make sure that person A that joins you online and streams your service, and they come in and say, hey, I want to give my life to Christ. Do you have something in place to help them along that journey, or are you just streaming a service and nothing else? That's the part that matters over everything, because at the end of the day, our job is to make sure that we are being good stewards over the people that God has given us access to. So if you're committed to that, and you're committed to making sure that you are putting an effort to put things in place that if that person wants to give their life to Christ, you're helping them along this journey, no matter where they live, and you're giving them necessary steps they need. That's the part that really is important because we can all turn on the stream, but what are you doing with the stuff that happens after the stream and during the time that people want to engage with you and especially people that really are either hurting need prayer, all of those things are important. And so, yeah, I think it is worth it. It's very much so worth it because at the end of the day, no matter if we connect with somebody that lives all the way in San Francisco, if they give their life to Christ, then that's a win. 
and whether or not they choose to stay connected with us or they find a local church, the win is saving souls and people dedicating their life to Christ. That's the win. That's the goal. That's why we do what we do. Yeah. You mentioned, like, San Francisco. What is the craziest place that you're like, really? Somebody's watching us from Australia? Where's been and, like- and, and, we have, and we do have people that watch in yeah. Australia. Yep. Yeah. I look at our <laughs> I mean, our reach. It is very interesting because I look at our numbers, and then I break it down and look at location, and then I'm like, okay, all the way in England? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, you know, I mean, so that lets me know what we do matters. And if you're wondering what we do and why is it important, because when you look at that, that matters. The, the physical church can only reach people to a certain degree. But when you put this in the equation and you look at the digital side of this can do, we're doing exactly what Jesus wanted to do with the gospel and taking it to the far corners of the earth. And because we have the ability to do that, and you see that when you see that you're connecting with people all the way in England or Australia or South Africa, which we have people that connect with us, or down in South America, wherever it may be, that's a key to show you, man, this stuff is important. Um, and it makes you see that what you're doing has a purpose. Yep. All right, a couple more questions before we leave you today. What are some of the uh, biggest struggles that you've faced, um, whether you know the stream went out and you've had to get it back or something like that? What are some of the biggest obstacles that you've faced? You can have situations if you don't have the right infrastructure in place, you will have streaming issues, and that has been one of the most frustrating things because what I do not like is when there are technical issues that we have had happen in the past that we've had streaming issues, uh, you deal with that, and now the people that are watching are not focused on the message. They're focused on, well, I can't hear, or it's going in and out. During all that time, there may be something that been, that was spoken that could have actually absolutely been exactly what they needed to hear for their life at that time. And they couldn't hear it because it was a distraction. And so it's the same thing that takes place in any physical campus. Sweating the transitions are important because any distraction that's the norm will draw somebody's attention away from something that could be something to hear. So that's the part that had, that was frustrating. It's gotten a whole lot better. Uh, but I will tell you that was a part that really would have me a little on Sundays like, why is he looking like that? Because... <laughs> This needs to get fixed. Nice. All right, what are some last kind of parting thoughts on advice that you would give churches that are trying to either jump on board or transform their online worship experience? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is find out what the vision is of your ministry as it relates to what your pastor or your executive team, your leadership feel about this streaming and being online. Because... It, it, you have to have buy-in. And if you do not have buy-in from your top leadership, it's going to make it very difficult. You may be in a position now where you're saying, you know, this is something I really think our church needs to do, but nobody from the top has brought it to your attention or even said that it's something that they're interested in, and you don't even know. But I think that that's the biggest piece of making sure you have the buy-in. And then once you do, lay out a plan. Figure out how you're going to get to where you want to get to, whether it's building your team, laying out a structure of what it's going to look like going forward, visually, how is it going to look, you know, what are you going to be doing as it relates to assimilating people, how are you going to develop these processes, and, and really take some time to think through it. Make sure that you are paying attention to the fact that, yes, they are individuals that are in a digital space, but there's still people that are souls. And if they're people that you're touching and reaching and their life can be changed by what you're putting out there, it's very important to take that 
very seriously, just like you would anybody that would walk through your physical door. I tell my online team every single time we talk, you treat our online campus just like it is the doors of our physical church. You greet people. You welcome them. You talk with them. It's the same thing. And so, you know, those are some things I think that are very helpful for those that are just getting started or thinking about it and trying to figure out what they need to do. But those are important things as you get the buy-in and then start talking about what streaming provider you want to use, as many options and platforms and those kinds of things. All that may also depend on, you know, what budget you have to work with as well. Well, man, thank you so much for hanging out today. I really appreciate uh, the insight that you bring and, and uh, man, just really appreciate the time. I honestly enjoy talking about this. It's a passion of mine. It's something I feel very strongly about, and I'm excited to be able to make a difference. And so I I thank you for even taking the time to have this on and look forward to uh, talking with you again soon. Absolutely, man. Now, before we leave, tell us how we can follow you. Maybe tell us how we can see your live stream so we can see an example of what you guys are doing, that sort of thing. Sure. So make sure you go to our website. That's the best place to get all the information that's there. You can go to the Worship Center cc.org. That's the worship center, cc.org. You can go there right on the homepage, takes you directly to our online campus. And you can go there and connect with us via social media. All those other avenues are available. And so that's the best way to reach us and connect with us. And hey, if you want to reach out to me, if you really want to talk with me more, you have questions, hey, you can always email me as well. And that's something I love to be able to talk with you about. So it's kind of a long email address, but I'll give it to you. So it's sking at the worship center cc.org that's s king at the worship center cc.org send me an email if you want to ask me a question something you want me to go over with you i don't mind i honestly enjoy connecting with other people in this space because people that you may reach may be people that we may never reach but that's what it's all about and so that's how you can connect with us and connect with me and i look forward to it this has been an all access interview from 1230 media For more interviews, training, and exclusive content for your production team, visit 1230.media slash training. For centuries, one story has touched the lives of people across the world. This holiday season, you're invited to discover the story of the first Christmas from an entirely new Perspective. Hang on! Cyrus! Down I expected a left turn two deserts ago. These wise guys are lost. That's it. I'm fighting through the reins. From the studio that brought you miracles from heaven and cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Huh? Stephen Yun, Keegan-Michael Key, Gina Rodriguez, Zachary Levi, Kelly Clarkson, Patricia Heaton, Kristen Chenoweth, Tyler Perry, Tracy Morgan, and Oprah Winfrey. King Herod is up to something. Harry, you're in danger. You need to listen to what I'm about to say extremely carefully. Do you want a belly rub? The star. You jump out and create a distraction. There's something seriously wrong with those animals. The Star, in theaters now. 
Show notes for this episode and all archive episodes of the show are online now at thechurchmediapodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show. We are one of the top 10 church media podcasts on iTunes, so thank you so much for listening. Just search Church Media on iTunes to find us. And be sure to check out thechurchmediapodcast.com for tons more content and resources for your team. Thechurchmediapodcast.com. On the next Church Media Podcast. Next week on the show, I'll be sharing with you from my playbook. We'll be talking about five ways you can develop young leaders. You hear me all the time talk about how we should be raising up leaders. I'll give you some practical steps to take next week, and I'd love to know your opinion. So be sure to listen and feel free to email or or call us or see us online, find us online. I'd love to hear what you think of next week's episode or any episode of the podcast. Don't miss my friend David Michael Hyde, our podcast producer. He's online at davidmichaelhyde.com. Go visit him today. It's a privilege hanging out with you guys. Go out there and create some incredible experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Church Media Podcast. Please take a minute today to rate and review the show in iTunes. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your team, visit thechurchmediapodcast.com. We'll catch you right here next week for another episode of the Church Media Podcast. 